Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Q, the abolitionist. And Crypto Gumbo. And you're listening to episode 34 of Unshackled Liberty. That's a lot of episodes. So we just got done talking to Theodore Quinoa, who you might know as the crowdfunded government guy. Um, It was a unique conversation, man. What did you think about it? Yeah. uh, So Theodore is super smart, well-spoken, got a lot of belief, very passionate about his beliefs. And um, I learned some cool stuff that I didn't know about and some things I got to go learn about. And uh, some of it was over my head, but that's nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) I want to try and hopefully screen this together and edit it correctly. But uh, there were, there were some points where he would drop something and, and it just would render me speechless, which, you know, is not easy to do because I usually have something to say about everything. Um, But no, it was a, it was a good conversation. We talked a little bit about his run to uh, run for the, uh, the LP chair coming up he's going to try and run to be the chair of the libertarian party national lp uh talk a little bit about the crowdfunded government concept um i found out yeah. about theodore's hobbies yeah he uh so stick around for that at the end towards the he end like, he likes to he likes to talk that's for sure and i thought it was yeah. a very good a very good conversation and, and i hope you enjoy this episode uh so uh without further ado theodore quinoa bye Felicia. How's your air conditioner? My air conditioner works. Yeah? Fuse, man. Was it a fuse? It was a fuse, just a fuse. You had to get a dude out to tell you it was a fuse? I knew it was uh, something to do with the uh, thermostat or a relay, but yeah. uh, I found before we got here that, you know, the flex hose that goes to the air handler? Yeah. So one of the uh, little little wire caps come off and it grounded itself out by touching the, the shell of the air handler, and that is what made the... That's what blew the fuse. So he left me a fuse. He was super cool. Dude was a retired uh, ENC. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hey, man, I was an engineer too. What's up? And then we talked a little bit about this and that. And super, super professional dude. Really yeah. cool. Really was, a, was nice. Did nice you talk experience. about the government and how much it sucks? Yeah, actually, we did. Uh, we talked about how the bureaucracy of working in those communities can slow things way down whenever it. You know, you know how it is coming out of the military. You, you have those that mentality. You just want to get up, execute, get it over with, and move on. Yeah. And a lot of times you can't do that whenever you have a lot of bureaucracy. Yep. It's just just the nature of the beast. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about government again today. Yeah, I know. We got a dude to come on to talk about crowdfund crowd. Let me see if I say this right. I'm gonna mess it up. Crowd funded government. All right. That's what it is. I, 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 he's got a website. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it, but crowdfundedgovernment.com. And I was bumming around on there earlier today. Um, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but some of this stuff is over my head. So I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say about it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm definitely not the smartest guy in the world. I mean, 
I can't. So a lot of this, a, a lot of your wheelhouse, I got to play catch up on because I don't understand a lot of it. It's not that I, I don't understand it. It's just new, newer to me. I haven't yeah. absorbed it into my brain and fully understand that where, where exactly I fall. Uh, that's okay, man. That's what, you know, every day is a new day. Learn something new. Bang, man. Is that one of those bangs I got you? you this is the, the last one that you got me. You sitting on that bang, girl? Yeah, you, you smuggled me four bang energy drinks. And I am sipping on the last one. It's, it's, it's kind of like smuggling in that, that knife and, and the cake I bake for you while you're in the slammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you can protect yourself out when, you, when you're in gin pop out there in the general population. You get in a fight with somebody, one of the jacked up meatheads. Yeah. All they do is work out they're try, and they're trying to take advantage of you. Yeah. Slip, slip your shank out of your cake. <laughs> yeah, like, I like it. Hello. I, oh. I think I'm safe here, though. I don't think... I don't think Mrs. Abolitionist is trying to take advantage of me. <laughs> so how many more days of uh, quarantine do you got? Well, so today's Saturday. I asked you that already. Yeah, no, today's Saturday the 12th. Uh, so next Saturday, the, tw- the, uh, the 19th, is that where I'm? Yeah, next Saturday is the 19th. I should be a reasonably free man. Hey, check it out, dude. When you get off so- of quarantine, you can go to the beach by yourself. Yeah, with go nobody. for a hike yeah. by yourself. Yeah, nobody. So I was even talking about this. Me and the boy want to go surfing again. We've been talking about it for a while, and I'm like, man, it's time to get back out in the water. Yeah. And uh, I can't even take my nine-year-old boy surfing. Surfing. So check it out. I can't, go to the, I can't go to the beach with my three-year-old twins because there's no way we could stay in the water the whole time. You have to be in the water in order to go to the beach. Uh, it's stupid. I agree, but I don't know. I, hey, I don't. Know, I don't. I don't know. So, like, I don't know what to do about it. We talk a lot about it. I guess we're just kind of like whatever. But um, it, you know what I found out from Ghost of Rebellion? What today? What did you find out? One of those bands that I like a lot dropped a new compilation album of like live tracks and covers and one new song. Who's that? Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah. Mastodon. Come on. I think Jordan was talking about that earlier, wasn't he? I think, he, I think he said something about the new Mastodon album. Who? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. From Veterans for Voluntarism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, V for V. Yeah. I think he was talking about it. I, I sp- I, for a hot second, I spaced the name of his podcast, but now I got it. So here we go. Here's Theodore. He's coming in. I'm going to add him. All right. He's coming in hot. He's coming in hot. Inbound. Standing by. Brace for shock. Uh-oh. Here he is. He's connecting. Theodore. Hello. Hey, Alvin Simon. Theodore. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if he'll appreciate that, but we'll see. If he comes in yelling at you, then we know that that wasn't a good joke. Well, come on, man. I'm just joking around. Yep. Got to try to have some fun yep. while doing this podcasty stuff. Yeah. You know what I like about podcasts? What? As as goofy as our show is, this. We're about yeah. to talk. We're about to talk to somebody about a you know about something a brand new idea. Yeah. That that is like you know, totally unique, totally different. What's up, yeah. man? Gentlemen, hold on, I'm still doing pre show. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get that the, so we're so we're recording, just so you know. <laughs> I know okay. it's, it's, it's said I said you're being recorded, so I hey, thought that was uh Hey, I'm gonna, for, for for the rest of the show I'm gonna call you Master Theodore for that one. That's good. <laughs> Master Theodore. Right, hey, so we're not worthy. Ready. I'm almost ready. Hang on. 
Oh, you're good. I used to do videos, by the way, guys, but it psyched me out, so I'm sorry. I know. No, that's cool. That's uh. All right. Give me one so, second. Theodore, how do I say your last name? Uh, quinoa, but you can just say Theodore Crawford and government people know. Quinoa. Okay. Quinoa. Ah, oh, quinoa. I hey, like man, quinoa is delicious. I like quinoa. Yeah, exactly. Theodore Quinoa up in the house. Okay. So Theodore from Crowdfunded Government. So we're rolling right now, man. That and and uh, so how you we're, been? We're, how you yeah, been? We, we've been we've been trying to do this for a while. I appreciate your flexibility. We had to move you around a little bit because schedules change. But but uh, you we're, guys we're doing are, it now. You guys, are the no, you guys are the notorious, the most notoriously slow podcast ever. I mean, you guys still haven't recorded, uh, released the Derek Jeremiah tape. <laughs> oh, that's coming, coming man. That's coming. Come out this week. We we we, we <laughs> waited for you. Yeah. God, I can't. I cannot wait for that to drop, boys. <laughs> yeah, so it's that one's, good. That one's yeah. That one's coming this week. Wednesday will drop. But uh, so we, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. And and this is, I guess, as much for you as anybody else who's listening. Um, we were really, uh, you know, banging out shows, releasing them day of, releasing them day of, like recording, yeah. dropping, recording, dropping, and um, and man, that got that got exhausting. And then it came out to where like both Gumbo and I, was it like June just life happened and we had to both yeah. take like a month, month and a half off. And then, so we came back in August and we're like, Hey, let's, let's maybe stack a couple episodes up so that we're not in the, in the, in the rat race again. Yeah. Right. So we've got two episodes on the shelf ready to release. Um, and you're number three. I actually so almost, I, just, I wanted you to know about that. It's not yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't know. I almost missed why. this show today, man, because uh, I had a, a a blown fuse and my AC stopped, and died, and uh, I had a couple of uh, three-year-old twins that weren't weren't very happy with the heat in the house, so I had to uh, get a tech over to to help me troubleshoot and figure it out. But we're good to go now. Are you guys both? Here. Are you guys both in Hawaii? Yeah. 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 Oh, you got AC. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some guys, yeah. some people survive without it. Now, I'll be honest. Um, wow, bro, bro. I don't know how. Like, uh, if you're real close to the beach and you're constantly catching that breeze, then I can probably see, you know, or if you're at a higher elevation and you got a little bit more, like more terrain, so it's a little bit cooler, but man, if you're, if you're not one of those two places, dude, it can be pretty dang hot. If you don't got that cross breeze, man, you're, you're going to be in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in. Well, thanks for, thanks for making it through the heat for that. Let's go. For you, Master Theodore. We're ready to go. So you're in Chicago. Yeah. I am in Chicago, and I believe that being in an authoritarian dictatorship really helps build character. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. I'm pretty passionate as a result. I believe it. I believe it. I, I, can, I, I, can, I can feel your passion. I can imagine. I couldn't, like, so Chicago is one of those places. It's like, uh, so, I mean, I, I don't think I spent much time in Chicago, really. I did boot camp in Great Lakes, and that's like 40 miles north of Chicago. But, like, you know, you hear all the horror stories, you know. Are, is it as bad as everybody thinks? No, it's just certain parts of town are very dangerous. Yeah, I found out how it is, right? Yeah, you know? I found out firsthand during boot camp why they called it the Windy City. I'm trying to march to my medical appointment and my utilities literally against the wind. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Leaning into it like well, at a 45 the, degree yeah. angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The joke was that uh, it was actually based on politicians with hot air, but it is very true that when you have those caverns. <laughs> Of uh, the, the canyons of skyscrapers, it does get pretty windy. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't lived really anywhere else for too long, so I can't really. I don't know. Wind is wind to me, you know. 
Yep. Yeah. Got it, dude. I got a better opinion on Liberty, boys. I don't know. I don't know nothing about weather. Hey, I man, you. you're not a meteorologist. You're here to drop some knowledge on Liberty. All right. Okay. So let's, let's, to, let's jump right in. What, let's jump right in then. What is, what is crowdfunded government? What does that mean? The idea is that taxation is theft and robbery and extortion. Instead, okay. we should transparently budget our government programs and voluntarily fund them instead. Okay. Okay. So I agree with the, uh, I agree with taxation is theft, extortion, robbery, whatever you want to call it. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, why, why? So the, that, you know, I, we talked a little bit briefly. Um, I'm kind of the guy that's like, just burn it to the ground. Like, what do we even need government for? Uh, so, so the concept of, of, uh, of using what, like, uh, like a GoFundMe page or something like that for government programs. Is that the idea? Yeah. And I mean, if, if you don't like government, you're not going to like crowdfunding government. I mean, I agree with you. You're right, but it's more fun to root for the underdog and try to save the world instead of just go move to a cabin and grow, you know, food and stay, stay self-sufficient away from the state. I mean, that's right. That's yeah, the yeah. correct answer. That's not, that's not fun though, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think hey, but, uh, let's mix it up. Yeah, let's, so, let's, let's, let's fix this shit in our lifetimes. I think right. we can do it. We're smart enough. We can, we, we can all put a message together in a movement. Okay. Well, so, right. so what's your, what's your theory? What's your, uh, how do you implement this? What do we, what do we do to wake well, these guys up? It's it, crowdfunding government is over with because we spent, we borrowed more money than we even brought in this year, guys. It's over. So the idea of fiscal restraints and trying to save the economy, I don't know. It's, we're done for guys. Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to pay uh, trillions nah, and trillions of dollars. <laughs> too, yeah, so- too much now. We're, so it's, it's all ruined, man. So I, I, had, I had to pivot because crowdfunding government is a dead idea. The idea of fiscal restraint is over. Well, so is that, so I mean, you know, I try, I'm trying to be friendly because, you know, I don't want to be rude, but is that new to you? The idea that fiscal restraint is over? I, I think most of us probably saw that coming a decade or more ago. I predicted that it was going to happen. But if we didn't fix the system or do some kind of crowdfunding okay. and uh, 2020 pretty much ruined, uh, pretty much nuked the crowdfunding government idea. Yeah. It's done for. It nuked a lot of things. So what, so what do we do now? What do we do now? Uh, for now, we just, we have some fun and we looked around and trying to figure out what to do next. And I realized that uh, there are many smart people who are trying to spread liberty that I agree with. And then they get, they get their life ruined by the Libertarian Party, which is a stain on the earth. So my new thing is running for chair of Libertarian Party, trying to end it. I like it. So that's yeah, what that's you're doing. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to do something fun because I enjoy going on podcasts. I enjoy sharing ideas. I know I'm right about crowdfunding government, but it's not about being right. I'm a post-logic respecter. So it's not about what the logic should be. It's what is the logic that people are currently using? What world do you live in? A very pragmatic approach. And that was kind of what I came to. I'm like, well, let's at least shake it up, boys. Let's, let's at least end the Libertarian Party and get some Libertarians out there, lowercase Libertarians, running as Republicans and Democrats locally, changing some laws, creating some free cities, some free counties as much as they can. So, so how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, well, so, so what's your so what so what's your what's your one, mission for for blowing one, up the Libertarian Party? I, you know, I don't want anybody to think. Not, step one, not, run not for it. Explosives. I don't mean to, you know. Yeah. So no. Step step <laughs> one, you run for chair. Step two, you win chair. Step three, you put the disillusion to vote. You follow the formal procedures, and if you've won the vote for chair, it should be pretty easy to dissolve the thing. So just that's a matter of time. That's what you're running on, right? You're running on it anyway. So that if you if you win, you're you, you basically won the won the. Uh, 
at least the, uh, the disillusion argument. Yeah, it'll yeah. be over. Or okay. at least at the very least it will, it will create a, a very close divided vote. What's your, uh, what's, what kind of support do you have in the LP for this? It seems like nobody supports the LP. It's like people are running from me. LP Mises caucus just blocked me on Twitter a few days ago. They're so scared. It's like, dude, if this is such a dumb idea, why don't you guys dunk on me? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just blocking you like, wah, you can't, we cannot, we're not going to talk to you. Yeah, I, I quote, I quote, the Mises caucus blocked you all the time. Yeah. How, what, 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 the, right? It's like, I, I agree with the Mises caucus on a lot of things. Like they are, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're not pragmatic enough. I mean, for my approach, but for economics, they're like that on, you know, they're, they're very smart people. So it's like, how can you be afraid of somebody who asks you the question, why does your stupid party exist? That seems like something they should have an answer for. Maybe they sense, they sense danger out of you. Maybe you got, you, you're moving with some momentum and uh, they're scared of it. That's fine. I've got some huge podcasts coming up. They're under wraps, but I can assure you they will enlighten thousands of people in regards to the stupidity of the Libertarian Party. They're under wraps? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to announce. They haven't been announced by the shows yet, but they gotcha, are, gotcha. They are big, what, what I would call big time. And uh, they're gonna, a lot of people who don't know me are now going to know an, a really good argument for ending the Libertarian Party. Well, good. Okay. Well, well, thank you for coming on our little show. We appreciate that. <laughs> hey, you guys are you guys are you guys are great. You had you've had some big shots on uh, Quinones, right? Yeah, we had Pete on. Was, yeah, you guys are fun. you guys are the real deal, man. I, I think we're we're gonna we're gonna reach some ears here. I'm just saying, like, there are a few that are like absolute, like I cannot believe the opportunity that could be presented to me. So, how many ears I get to drop the message on, you know? So yeah. you're so you're going on Joe Rogan? Is that what you're saying? No, I wish, man. I, I would announce <laughs> that. I, I would. I would spoil that dude i would say if, if anybody from rogan, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude if anybody even emailed me or dm'd me related in remotely to rogan i would be screaming it from the same thing like malice or dave it's like yeah, if anybody yeah. actually did that i would be like you would hear about it like i i i got liked by mcafee a few weeks ago and i talked about that for like a month you know it's like still talking about it it's, it's nice to be it's nice to have it when you're uh when you're when you're when you're validated by it by some of those guys when with their with their you know, it's neat. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I thought we were going to talk about crowdfunded government, but now we're going to talk about ending the libertarian. Party. I know. Okay, I, I, so I, feel, I feel bad guys. Good. It's, uh, yeah. it's no, you're the good, crowdfunded man. government is crowdfunded government is one of my favorite pet projects. I mean, I've been working on it since 2016 and I came up with the idea with my friends a few years before that. So it's like, I'm very, I'm very passionate. I know that it's right. Or at least I know that any objection that I've received is not it does not defend taxation. Basically, it's like if there's a better solution than crowdfunding government, I haven't heard it yet. So I'm passionate about it, and I hope we get the chance to implement it before the system explodes financially. I just don't. I don't know that the numbers don't balance anymore. We're done. What do you so, think about? Uh, what do you think about? You know, the fi financially we're ruined, right? There's no coming. There's no going I back. Think so. can, I'm, can, I'm can, really can, worried, no, man. What do you think about all that uh, digitized stuff and and cryptocurrency? Do you think that's gonna give us the crutch or what well blockchain would be sort of what crowdfunding government is like oh, the okay, idea okay. would be if you, if you if you give money to the government there will be a chain whether it's you know crypto or whatever but there yeah. would be some there would be some high level tracking in order to prevent fraud and make sure that waste and abuse are not uh happening so i've always i've always been big on transparency and having chains of some kind in fact my biggest regret is not calling it blockchain government because if i would have done that back oh, in 2015 yeah, yeah. Yeah, because everybody would have heard of it. With the blockchain technology, like for voting or whatever, governments and and 
higher ups or whatever you want to call them, they don't have to trust each other because everything's there. It's like duplicated. You can't lie, right? Yes. So right. It, it would it would it would be a really good improvement over how many dollars are going to each program. Yeah. Like just transparently listing that would be a hell of an improvement for most governments. I guess we'll never know. No, nope. sorry are you guys, financial are, system are you, ruined. Yeah, are you basically yeah. abandoning the program then or abandoning this this project? Uh, I mean, in terms of trying to spread it right now, I think the more pressing issue for affecting liberty is the Libertarian Party. Um, I mean, it's it's got hundreds of thousands of people who passionately believe very similar things that I do. And they're, it's essentially an op. Like if you were trying to create an organization to delay liberty in this country, it would look a lot like the Libertarian Party. Yeah, you think I feel it's like, like a psyop. It's, it's like controlled opposition, yeah. right? It's like it's like mm-hmm. the you know, and, and I you know, when I uh, when I became a libertarian in, in uh, during the presidential run of 2016, I was I was a Republican card carrying member, and and uh, I saw who 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 we nominated uh, to to represent our party, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. And uh, so I kind of researched and yeah. became a uh, you know a, a big capital big L libertarian. And after doing that for a while, I, I was like, yeah, this is kind of like. You know, they, they, it's like controlled opposition, you know, where, where they, they kind of let it exist. They being the other two major parties, right. Kind of let it exist so that they can kind of right. keep tabs on what's going on there. And then, and then, uh, you know, give, give the gullible people an opportunity to feel like they're doing something different when they're really just kind of allowing the two major corporations to continue to run the government. Right. So. Yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be one thing if they were winning elections or yeah. if they were changing laws. And that, that's, that's my idea is national campaign is not going to work. State campaigns are not going to work. We got to start locally because that's where you can control a lot of things involving taxation. Um, there's a lot of local taxes that you can help lower and, or figure out different ways to do them. And then you can actually change laws at a local level. You only have to win a few elections. You only need you and a few buddies yeah. to take over a city council, right? So how do you do that? How do you, if you, if you eliminate the Libertarian Party and you, and you continue to participate in partisan uh, politics through, you know, either being a liberty-minded Team Red or liberty-minded Team Blue, um, how do you change, how do you shrink government? Because it's huge. It's I think that the you first know, thing, do you, the first do thing you, you do it? is, first thing you do is win office. And you win office not by calling yourself a libertarian. In fact, avoid words like liberty and libertarian moving forward is what I'm going to tell them. The, the movement is you need to use the words that take a look at any election that you want to win. Is it more likely the Republicans or Democrats are going to win? Okay, that's what you're going to be this election. And don't use words. Don't give dog whistles to your opponents for them to use because liberty does not sell. However, the idea of liberty sells if you don't call it liberty. So you start you calling yeah, you, you, start, you start looking at different policies and framing them in a way that is acceptable to your party. And once you're in power that you can start to change, uh, there's no, that, that is the path forward, is co-opting the messages of the duopoly, infiltrating the duopoly. Don't create this big yellow d- out on the, the, the side somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to watch the language on this. So one. listen, well, I, you, a big you're yellow gonna Richard. Make, you're you're going you're gonna to make my job very That's interesting fine. Listen, as i as i edit it was, this it thing. Was, <laughs> this is the only one because i was i was listening to an episode earlier this week and i was like oh okay because somebody got in trouble for swearing um car car was lighting was letting loose and uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it, but that's what I'm trying to get at is if you have this big yellow obnoxious uh, vote Johnson. in the room, but it but it never votes. 
it never changes the law. It never wins office. And when it does, it's rare and it doesn't have any impact. And what you need is thousands of local politicians going into power over the next several years. And you would unleash them by removing the shackles. We need to unshackle the libertarians Ooh. from the libertarian party. I like it. Jump in that like hot it. fire. I like it. So, but, uh, so the question then is, is how is that? I mean, I'm, we're just talking, right? So, and this is not a debate at all. I just, I got I have genuine questions. That's fine. How, Listen, how I, do you, have, how I have do you a huge change debate coming up in a few weeks. I have yeah. a huge debate coming up in a few oh, weeks. Okay. So any and Good. all criticism is greatly appreciated because the person I'm going up against is an absolute heavyweight. They are okay. somebody who is very well respected, funny, um, intelligent, and they're going to have some decent points. I mean, I'm going to crush by the end of it, but anytime there's any discussion or debate, like I really appreciate it. I want to know what well, is it that I'm missing about the effectiveness of a party that hasn't won for 50 years? Well, so, so we, so those of us who are thinking outside of the box, I'm not saying that I'm in complete agreement with everything you've got going on, but um, I, I, I certainly appreciate you're outside the box, right? That's, and then yeah. we need to be there. How do we change hearts and minds of the idiots that are still beholding to, to the, to the normal partisan way of thinking? your neocons and, and, you know, your, your post modern Marxist, whatever you want to call the people on the left now. So whatever, whatever it takes to win your election, whichever party is probably going to win, co-opt their language, be populist on the debate stage, say 90% of the same. Ah, Boy, that's two, that's two Mark it down. And there's not going to be a three. Say, say the same, say the same nonsense that your opponents are saying, for the most part, distinguish yourself to the voter by showing them how much more intelligent you are. But in general, yeah, listen, I, I'm not an idealist. I, I mean, I am in, a, in an academic sense. I love the idealism of anarchism, libertarianism. I love talking about individual politics. But the fact of the matter is I'm pragmatist when it comes to politics. So I will tell you to say what your opponents are saying to get into office and do some of it that you said you're going to do, but use your brain, make the right, make the right move, get in power though. There's no point in speaking truth to power unless you're going to change it. So there's a, so, so I was talking to Q about this before. So a lot of these, like this stuff is Q's wheelhouse. Uh, and I'm kind of tagging along behind somewhere trying to pick up the crumbs and figure out what my life is for. But anyway, uh, I did notice like when I got into these spaces, um, there's a lot of infighting, man. It's like, there's a lot of different flavors of this and that. And it's like, nobody's on the same page. And if you don't believe this and you believe that you're going to be judged and shamed. And it's like, man, no wonder a lot of people are standoffish to the libertarian parties and, and those thoughts, you know? So I did Everybody's notice way that. too smart. Everybody's way too smart for their own good. And they're all way too philosophical in regards to what perfect libertarian looks like. You know what a perfect libertarian looks like to me? They're lowercase, they're in power, and they're reducing the amount that the government is removing your liberty, period. When you have, yeah, when you have individuals who, who, are, who are strong-willed and intelligent individuals and have a strong understanding of what liberty means to them, you're not going to have a cookie-cutter image, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the source, that's, and at least from my perspective, that's the source of the infighting. Is my a, a, a libertarian in San Francisco should look a lot different than a libertarian in nowhere, Kansas. And that's Correct. perfectly fine. Like Correct. a government yeah. is going to yeah. be more socialist in socialist paradises. So either deal with it uh, and live there and be unhappy, try to run and change it 
or get out of there. I mean, it's like I, I don't understand why there must be uh, there must be one true libertarian thought, and it's a capital L. And this is the way that we all believe nationally as libertarians. Look at what thought leader, national libertarian member has said. I mean, that's ridiculous. Everything needs to be decentralized. Don't libertarians believe in bottom-up decentralized solutions to everything? Yeah, everything. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And uh, I think where, where you and I disagree is, is, is even, even having a government. But, uh, you know, this, you, you've answered that. No, but we, but, we actually, but we actually, yeah. Yeah, but we actually agree on that. I just, for fun... Instead of, because I was very black-pilled, I was very collapsitarian, I was very like, uh, not, not depressed is not the right word, but very unoptimistic about seven, eight years ago in regards to the direction of government and the direction of society. So I'm there with you logically. There, there is the correct answer is to be some type of a nihilist slash agorist about all of this. But um, so the government's not going to go anywhere, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in, so in the meantime, let's win some power and, and get some liberty in some pockets of the country. Let's go. Oh, hello. Uh, are you there? That's my point, boys. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so, um, so you're running for LP chair to, to demolish the Libertarian Party. And then uh, where do we go from there? What's next after that? Um, next would be unleashing all of these lowercase, now lowercase libertarians with a message to not talk about libertarianism. Just say that, you know, you're interested in politics, you're John Q. Public running as a Republican in Duluth for city council. And I believe in Republican things and I am the business leader that you need or I'm running in San Francisco. I am the activist Democrat that you need. Say whatever it takes to win, get in power and start reducing the amount that government is infringing on your liberty. So Bro, that's I the next step. I feel like I need a shower just thinking like that because, you know, and <laughs> I'm fine, man. Listen, go, 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 go to your log cabin and plant some vegetables because you're right. You're 100 yeah. percent correct, dude. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I feel like uh, this is the know, uh, this is the underdog. Yeah, so I'm living I'm living in Honolulu, right? Hawaii is a very blue state. It's it's uh it's it's probably bluer than California. It's just smaller. That would mean somebody of my ilk would be running as a Democrat. And I and I and I and personally, I'd I'd rather drink turpentine and pee on a brush fire. You know, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, I, I could not live somewhere for very long if I don't change the politics. Like I'm thinking of Chicago, man. I'm going to run yeah. as a Democrat eventually, you know? Okay. All right. Well, that's your thing. It's like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's change some stuff, I guess. Now, more realistically, I would take that third option I was talking about, which is get out of a, an area that you don't think you can change the political culture. Uh, Chicago might be one of them, man. It's like, I just got to get out of here eventually. I feel like some of those big cities that uh, that are the way they are they just kind of need to collapse i feel like um the weight Rat, of those rats those rats are embedded deep yeah the the weight of of all of their social welfare programs and the cost burden that is associated with everything they have going on i i feel like that just kind of needs to implode um and then and then strike a match and then just uh rebuild something from the ashes you know. The pensions of Illinois and Chicago are un, are unpayable. Anybody yeah. who looks at it, they, every time they rank them, they're always in the worst in the country. Yep. It's, it's just, it's done. It, I mean, that's another thing. That's why I'm like, well, it's kind of done for in Chicago and Illinois. Well, that's kind of, well, you have these mass exodus uh, from all of your, all of these bluer states, right? Like, um, you know, the, poly, the, the, the populations of California, Illinois, New York State, even Hawaii to some extent, um, 
they are they are shrinking and people are moving to to freer places the problem is 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 we as a as a culture as a people are are largely economically illiterate i'm not talking about the three of us on the show i'm talking about the larger we we are economically illiterate and we're going to move to a a a, a freer place and vote the same way we were voting in San Francisco or Chicago or New York City and turn Wichita, Kansas into that, you know, and uh, end up ruining that place. And I just pulled Wichita out of my wazoo. I don't, I don't know what, what the politics of Wichita <laughs> isn't that the Isn't that the joke about Texas that everybody came to Texas from California and they're starting to ruin it? Yeah. 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 No, that is, that is the joke. And, uh, and it, it, you, well, so it's not, it's not a joke, bro. Like look at Oregon and Washington state. Okay. It happened there. All of your West, save for Alaska, all of your Pacific states are an extension of California because Californians left, wanted to stay on the West Coast and turned Washington State and Oregon out, turned it out, you know. So Alaska is just too cold for Californians, though, I guess. You know, <laughs> that's we could put a log cabin there. That's for sure. That's for sure. We could do that. So Theodore. But uh, but yeah, dude, it's happening, and and uh, I you know I don't know what there is to do, but so so these people are gonna are gonna collapse their home state, they're gonna move on to uh, somebody else's home state and destroy it. You know. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of see your point on that. Uh, there's definitely some type of a pattern of uh, people voting themselves entitlements, and uh, eventually people. I think that's the old saying, as like Ben Franklin, right? The Mark, the Republic fails once people figure out they can yep. vote themselves the purse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and they've done that. And uh, who was it? Uh, Michael Savage. I used to listen to Michael Savage a while back, and and he said sure, something. Yeah. He used to get me foaming at the mouth, man. Like I, I would <laughs> I would listen to him on my way home from work, and I had to turn him off about three blocks from my house so that I wasn't like walking into the house just angry. Um, but he would he would get me foaming at the mouth, all frothy and and angry and and he said something that i thought was kind of interesting that uh, if you pull if you're a net drain on the system you shouldn't be allowed to vote and i'm one of these guys i don't like voting anyway i don't like the idea of it but it's like hey there's an idea somebody who stands to vote themselves a pay raise maybe shouldn't be allowed to vote themselves a pay raise i don't know well there's a lot of different theories on voting like when the united states was founded you could only vote if you owned land yeah. You know, that there wasn't a vote, there wasn't a vote for, obviously there wasn't a vote for like certain classes of people, which I'm not going to get into a discussion of because it's way beyond my pay grade. But right. one of the classes that I'll discuss is uh, renters of property or tenants or tenant farmers. So yeah. these are people who the communities decided and ultimately the way that the, the frameworks were figured out in the states that you're not paying property taxes. Somebody else is paying your share of property taxes. That's the person who gets to vote. And I mean, I'm, I'm a renter and I think about that all the time. I sometimes think I shouldn't get a vote because I really don't care. I have no roots. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like any month I can just tell my landlord, Hey, I'm done here. Not like I have some big $300,000 wrapped up $80,000 paid off huge investment with a bank. Right. I'm just like, yeah. how really, really, how much do I care about my community? Man, I just told you guys I'm dipping out of Chicago eventually. Probably. Yeah. Where do you think you're going to go? Uh, Childerberg town. Childerberg. <laughs> They're looking at uh, New Mexico. Are they going to, they're going to, so what is it? Tell me what that is. What's Childerbrook town? What is that? 
All right. So, well, Tilderberg is Jacob Lindsay's idea. He's off of uh, Tasting Anarchy, and then obviously Carr, you guys had him. Yep. And uh, they, they came up with the idea for that festival in uh, Central Texas every uh, May, June-ish. And yep. then Jacob is looking at some property in New Mexico. Basically, the idea is they're going to buy themselves enough land to have some type of autonomy. And then using that land, they're going to try to follow the principles of what they believe to be the proper way that a community should be, I guess, funded and then coercion, what should be the role of coercion in their society. So I, Jacob is, uh, I mean, he's, he's an anarchist and a very interesting one at that. So he's uh, forming Childerberg town and he'll be updating, I'm sure, as they look at different properties and finally decide to invest in one. I'm in. I want to know how to get in on that. That, yeah. that one's got yeah, me. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Yeah, that one, that one's got me interested. Okay. Follow, follow at Tasting Anarchy and at Childerberg and uh, Jacob is uh First of all, it's a very entertaining podcast about wine and liberty. And uh, it's also, uh, and I mean, I'm personally, I'm a friend of the guy. He's a very good guy. Um, I've met him a few times in real life. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just trying to say that there are people who have really good ideas. And that's probably the best one that I've heard. Because uh, I can do my job remotely. I just do estimating. Um, I do technical estimating. So I, I could do it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. You could, be, you could be on the move and, and handle your business, you know. Awesome. I, I Okay, that that was new. All right, um, Gumbo, you're up. Question. <laughs> What's that? You have to ask him a question. I don't, oh. I'm out of my ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Theodore. Yes, sir. Man, don't call me sir, bro. What's up? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, when, when are you going to be on these these next podcast? Uh, over the next month, uh, one is confirmed for sure. It's just not been announced by the show or been by the debate opponent. So it'll be, uh, if everything goes well, it'll be a very large platform known for doing very good debates, and it will be with a very respectable contender. And then there's, there's, a, there's a one or two more that I've been kind of toying with, and we've been kind of going back and forth with some bigger platforms. But uh, that's all right. Um, there's yeah. a uh, there's there's at least confirmed this debate, and uh, it's a debate that I feel like needs to be had, which is that the Libertarian Party should be dissolved. And I'll make the affirmative argument on that. Have you caught a lot of heat from from other folks? No, not yet. No, <laughs> no, yet. They, they they are they 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 know that I'm right. Like for, I, I did a, I did one of, one of my best podcasts over the past few months was with Brian Nichols, um, B Nichols for Liberty, and he's yeah. a he's a real he's a real party guy, but. He wasn't a libertarian from birth. He was a Republican and, and liked the ideas of libertarianism better, but he's not invested in the sense that uh, he told me that I'm wrong. He said, I'm willing to give him one more election and then we'll see. And I've been seeing a similar opinion from a lot of the big L libertarians, especially a lot of the Mises caucus guys. I think they're done after this election and a lot of them are going to want a direction and I'm going to tell them all, hold on, stay put. Don't burn your membership card yet. Let's burn the organization down and then burn all our cards together. What do you what do you see coming as we approach these these elections? Just like libertarians screeching about not being in the debates because it's rigged because the debates are run by the duopoly, a corporation that runs the debates is funded by both only those two, and we're going to see a lot of screeching about that. We're going to hear about how well the libertarian message is better than what Trump said than what Biden said, and there's going to be a bunch of whining libertarians. They're not going to win any meaningful local or state power. And it's all going to be the same come January, come February, come March of next year. And the Libertarian Party is going to be celebrating their 50th year next year, guys. So every tweet that the Libertarian Party puts out celebrating that or anybody in the party, it's going to be an absolute. 
Dang it, boy. Gosh, you guys don't understand how loose I get. God, I get loose loose on these podcasts, man. So uh, the problem is at work, too. Like, I'm a big potty mouth. And with customers, I'm a potty mouth to build rapport, you know? So it's like I do it in the most formal situation. So informal, hanging on a podcast. I'm sorry, man. Q and I are both ex-sailors, dude. We, we, it's it's hard. Yeah, you're not going to make us blush necessarily. So let me, let me ask you Well, no, I'm just saying you guys are controlling, you guys are controlling a a PG-13 show very well. So I, I, I admire your control. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so let me get your positive and negative predictions for how the infiltration of the current system might pan out versus how on the negative spectrum it will turn out. Is that a fair question? Is that, does that make sense? Hmm. Could you, could you elaborate a bit? So based off what you said before, we're going to see more of the same and then the libertarian party is going to cry about it. And then it's just going to be the same, you know, the two different wings of the same bird, just uh, so, so what you're, I guess what I got from what you were saying as more liberty minded folks move into democratic and Republican positions so that they can dissolve it. How do you see that panning out? How long will it take? Do you how how pro for that? Are you? Uh, I think you, you might be mixed up. I don't think the Democrats or Republicans are being dissolved anytime soon. I think they're going to be in power for the inconceivable future. Until it all oh, collapses around their feet, right? Okay. Well, so like, yeah, it's, 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 it's the, yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the uh, no, it's the, it's the the only impact that I think I can have is doing a parody political run for what is a parody political party. Okay. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm I'm gonna let I'm I have no intentions of doing leadership or anything. I was joking earlier about running as a Democrat in Chicago. I actually was toying with the idea. I was talking today with the few friends in real life about the idea, which is always a trip because you guys on Twitter are so like accepting of all my crazy ideas about liberty and the libertarians. And it's like, if you talk to me in real life, they're like, what? Really? No taxes? Like in that on the internet, it's like, yeah, don't no taxes, you know? Yeah, man, you, you had me um, over here scheming. I was thinking, man, this dude's going to infiltrate the system and he's going to like... <laughs> Yeah. So um, whenever you talk to whenever you talk to normies, it's always interesting to try to get their feedback. But I did mention one thing. I said, you know, one thing I'm thinking about is if I actually do this, if I'm crazy enough and I actually do it and I actually am the Libertarian Party, I think I'm going to promise to everybody that I'm going to use my power and influence respectfully, which will be I will no longer involve myself in politics unless a huge political appointment like vice president or something crazy ever came available. It's like, anything else i think i'm just going to say give me the power now and i will free you to do something with party politics if you want and here's logically why it's a good idea but i'm not going to i think i'm going to delete social media and no longer have an influence in society and just watch it all from the sidelines i think if i offer that i'm more genuine and i'm not i'm not power hungry like i don't want to be the next jesus of libertarianism right i just i just think Everybody's missing the boat on this one. I'm catching a mar- an inefficient market of ideas off guard with correct, with is what that's what happens in markets of ideas. Sometimes it's inefficient and people have a good idea, which resets the market back to equilibrium. So that's one thing I'm toying around with. What do you guys think? If, if, I, if I vowed to no longer be involved with politics after ending libertarianism, is that a better thing? Is that to be somebody more you'd be willing to support? Well, I don't know. Um, I'm already not involved in partisan politics anyway. You know, like 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 Q, you're not the, uh, you're not the intended audience of any of this discussion, unfortunately, because <laughs> you, I need to, we, we need to talk with you about how to locate land that has been lost in the state records and then how to build framing and then how to build a hole and then how to farm, right? These are, these yeah. would be the steps if I were in your shoes and how to, how to smelt your own lead, you know? Oh, like yeah. all a bunch of cool stuff. Well, I right. Google all that. I'm I'm good already. I know how to do that. I just you know I just don't know. How to so do it. I, I I get it, man. I, I'm basically I'm giving a playbook, but it's only applicable if you buy into the fairy tale that yeah. there is there is power to be won and lost, and it's not completely rigged. It's not a hundred percent rigged against liberty. It's only so, rigged that way because we're in this op. So you're you're basically going to you're running on the idea of being the Adam Kokesh. What Adam Kokesh was trying to do to the federal government is what you want to do to the Libertarian Party. Yeah, and I'm, I'm anti-Adam, and I, I talked to him a few times, but he never lets me on his show um, because I'm against him. I said, dude, why would you go for the top of the snake? You're never going to get past it. You're wasting your time and looking like a fool. You should be running now run for a, run for a county government in a county that has 600 people and try to abolish that. Now yeah. we're talking. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's realistic and interesting. What would you do instead of that government, Adam? Set it up. It's only 600 people. Don't just run a 330 million person. We're going to eliminate the government. You're too dumb. Waste of time. <laughs> it was entertaining though, wasn't it? Well, you, I mean, that's the same you, thing you I were say inter- about You weren't entertained like, by that? I was entertained by it. <laughs> no, I wasn't. That's the same thing I say about my, any of my shtick, whether it's crowdfunded government or eliminate libertarian party at the very minimum, I'm trying to have fun and entertain people on podcasts. Right. So, I never, I never want to forget that. Like I'm, I, maybe I have a 0% chance of winning this libertarian nom, uh, nomination. Maybe I do. That's, that's, that's fine. I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to do anything besides win the chair end of the party and get out of there. And I think I want to have fun along the way. And that's pretty much it. Like uh, whoever, whatever Joe or whoever else gets, w- wants to consider themselves important in the party, that's fine. But I'll smack them all down, including Adam, if they ever give me a chance. So I've, I've, I've looked at politics much like professional wrestling in that, you know, I, I believe it's all fake and that, and that it's all there just for our own entertainment. So in that mind, are you like a heel or are you a good guy? I think I'm the funny part is I'm a heel of, of capital L libertarians. I'm the face of lowercase libertarians. And then I'm the heel also to anybody who's in a a straight Republican or a straight Democrat. So it's like, I'm like this hated by X percent, you know, huge percent of that whole pie. And then the only people who are really on my side is a small slice. But here's the thing. I know that if I share my message with enough capital L libertarians, that some of them are going to buy what I'm saying. And I think many, not just some are going to dig it. So I, I am the heel though, more often than not, for sure. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, it's fun to be the underdog. It's fun to be the one with the radical change of idea that isn't maybe not realistic, but right. I'll pledge, to, I'll pledge this to you though. How about this? I, I've, I've burned my libertarian party card a while ago, but I'll get a new one. If you if you start making traction on your on your run for for the uh, LP chair, bro, I'll get a new card and I'll and I'll and I'll and I'll get in your corner and I'll push for it because I'd like to see this whole thing just kind of explode. What do you think? All right, man. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I I, I don't have much. I I don't have much free time. I want to emphasize this. I don't have like 50 hours a week of like free time. Like I am spending my time on Twitter and on podcasts because I'm dead serious and I think it's a really good idea. Okay. Um, I, if I thought this was stupid or a parody, I don't, I don't need to waste my time just 
laughing about stuff, right? So even though I'm trying to have fun with it, there is a serious nature, which is I am wasting a ton of time on like dozens of hours a week. I am wasting on Twitter and on podcasts. So I will make some traction and I will check back in and ask for you to get that card out of the trash. I will, man. Yeah, yeah I will, dude. If you, if you make traction, I'm there. Get traction. I'll get back involved in my local LP here in Hawaii and, and, uh, and, and start, start pushing, help, helping push you over here in this, in this area. Hey, Theodore, yeah. sometimes the underdog does win, though. That's what I'm thinking. And, and the underdog story is a, is a – everybody loves one, right? I mean, oh, yeah. nobody yeah. likes the story of uh, here was the, the person, he was the best, and nobody ever beat him. People always are like, well, that one guy had an idea and knew he was right, and everybody told him he was wrong and stupid, and then he had the last laugh. And then that's, uh, you know, that's where I'm going, man. I think, thank you for supporting the underdog. Appreciate it. No worries, yeah. dude. Um, what are we missing? What are, what are we, I want to, I want to make sure give you the opportunity to, 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 to run through everything you've got. I, I feel like, cause you kind of threw me through us for a curveball anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm very, I've got a new interest in what you're talking about now. So that's cool. Um, yeah. But, but since, since, since we are getting into the sweet zone, um, of, uh, the best times to run through a podcast, we're starting to get there. What were some things about crowdfunding government that you did want to discuss? Um, because obviously I do, I do still think about the idea a lot and wonder what people think about it. Was there anything specifically that, uh, that was on your list that you really wanted to get into? Cause I, I'll admit, I just dismiss it now. It's like, all right, we're moving on. But well, yeah, I, I, I do my, love the, I do love to talk. My whole, my whole idea of, of, uh, you know, just me, I'm like burn it to the ground, get rid of government period. But like the crowdfunded government idea where it's voluntarily funded, you have voluntarily funded government programs. If it doesn't, and I kind of read through some of the frequently asked questions that you have on your site. Um, you know, if it doesn't receive enough funding, then it doesn't become, you know, something that the government provides. I like that idea. What I like more though is just, is just a, uh, where does a market fit in on this? Is there a market competition? Like, like say, in in your whole idea of of the of the of crowdfunded government, is there an opportunity for somebody to find an alternative means to accomplish something? We're not le- like just leaning on government as if it's the only opportunity to do like I don't know, police, you know, or well, education here's, here's or how whatever. it starts. I'm uh, I start very pragmatically, so I tell people the simplest way to introduce a crowdfunding government is to change absolutely nothing. So don't have competing services. Just have the just have the post office. Don't have competing snowplow companies, just have the city snowplow system, right? That's the simplest if you're really trying to introduce this. But I think your, your brain is going where my brain goes, which is, so after a few years of having a transparently budgeted snowplow system, what if an entrepreneur wants to take a section of the city and offer those exact services for a, a fraction of what the city is currently budgeted to spend? Yeah. Shouldn't, wouldn't that be a great idea to try to reduce overall public expenditure and deliver efficiency. So yeah, that's the sort of thing where a part of the city like Detroit might say, you know what, we're going to completely stop paying for the police in our district because there's enough people voluntarily paying for threat management. And we're only going to call in you guys and we're going to pay a special fee every time we actually call in the real cops to do some of the justice administration because we think the way that they administer justice is the, the best way. It's, uh, it seems to be a different uh, nonviolent emphasized approach and we'd like to use them. That's like, that's, that's sort of like the, if you were so lucky to get a crowdfunded government, that has to be the next step is considering how else you provide services without a doubt. 
And another, another question I had on that, thanks for answering that. Cause that's kind of where I was going. But another question I had was, uh, can I opt out? Right? Like one of the things mm. that, one of the things I don't like about government anyway, is that I have no choice. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. here. There's nothing I can do about it. It's in my face. It's not going away. Not anytime soon anyway. Um, but if it's voluntarily funded and it's funded through, you know, like, you know, like, I guess like, a, you know, like you said, like using a blockchain or a GoFundMe account or something like that for these different programs, can I opt out? And if I can't opt out, what do you, what's done about the free rider program, the free rider problem, you know, well, I'm not going to pay for that's it. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be too. So uh, I have a seven second attention span. So let me hit the free rider and then we'll get into where I want to go with uh, Donnie Gebert is the answer to your, to your first question. So okay. the free rider problem is a myth. Um, the idea that a marketplace of dollars that people are going to free ride on that marketplace of idea uh, on that marketplace of dollars means that it's not a popular idea by definition. If an idea is popular, why would somebody free ride on something they believe in? If somebody told you that you give a dollar and it's going to save a cancer patient's life, you're giving that dollar. There's not like, oh, I'm free riding because other people are going to give that dollar. So the whole light, I mean, I would love to revisit some economics textbooks and theory in regards to this idea that the free rider problem is why we must have collective taxation or collectivism to fund our government programs. I think that's that, most ridiculous. That was not, absurd. I, was not advocate, I was not advocating for taxation. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. no. But any, but anytime you bring up the free rider problem, liberals do. And they yeah. say, what's the free, what's the free rider? And even conservatives like, well, it's a free rider. Cause yeah, I, I took basic economics as well. I'm a university educated in political science. I understand the idea that people tell you there's a free rider problem. And I say, if there is a free rider, then the program isn't that popular because why wouldn't they pay for something they believe in? Well, so I've got bums that sleep on the park over by my house. They don't pay for the park. I do. They're a free rider. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. You are paying, you are paying for a free park. If you didn't believe in the free park, then don't pay for it. Well, I don't have a choice. You believe in it. You're paying yeah. for it, right? Voluntarily. Yeah. I'm just saying hypothetically voluntarily. Why are you paying for the place for the bums to sleep? If you disagree with it, don't pay for it. It'll go away. So the, park um, just so, ceases, so, so the park just ceases to exist because we don't have enough people paying for it. Yeah, but the same thing when they shut down the, the federal parks, they're going to set up a, they're going to set up a gate and a huge fence and nobody can use the park. It's shut down. There's not enough money for it because there's too many bums sleeping in it. And nobody wants to support it. That's fine. Okay. The bums are not the free rider in that equation. The bums are simply using the program that you're paying for. There, there, there's no free riding there. That's just it. They're just they're happy to take advantage of your of your misallocation of resources. Please. So I'll leave that I'll leave that aside because I could talk about free riders forever. Because um, you asked a much better question that I have a much better answer for, um, which is in regards to I don't support government. So isn't it wrong that even though I'm not paying for a monopoly on force, that the monopoly on force can be used against me? Yes. Excellent question. Yes, that is a that is a problem philosophically. However, I don't go that far because. The idea of talking about a voluntary government is so much more space age futuristic than a voluntarily funded government. It's like, why would you even talk about a voluntary government if you can't even figure out how to voluntarily fund one? Right. It's like you're talking about like, I'm going to build a car versus I'm going to build a spaceship. So to me, it's like it's a great discussion and you're right. But it's like, what? How do you even get there? Like you got to have the car before you can have the spaceship. Whoa, Theodore. <laughs> I, don't, I agree with you. <laughs> so, but, but that, doesn't, that doesn't really answer the question. Can I opt out? 
No, that's what I'm trying to tell you is crowdfunding government assumes that we're just trying to take the most pragmatic approach we can to taxation. And that's it. We're not going to mix in stuff like, oh, well, if you don't believe in the police department, you don't pay for it, then they can't arrest you. Right. That's like super like hyper libertarian discussion. Right. It's like, whoa, that's never going to happen. But let's talk about it. Now, there's a guy, though, that I really respect. And I don't know if you guys have any experience with him. You should consider inviting him on the show. His Twitter handle is direct underscore republic. His name's Donnie Gebert. And he he offers a new vision for government in which everybody is their own legislature. And so everybody has to consent. Is he the blockchain guy? Systems. I think I've heard him talk. Is he talk about using the blockchain for, for legislative action? That's right. Yeah, I think I've heard him yeah, talk he's, he's, Donnie, he's, what's he's his been name, Donnie what? The, uh, D- Donnie Gebert. Donnie so Gebert. He, he, is that he is that next level that you're looking for out of that discussion. And yeah. I'm more than happy to refer people to him. In, in regards to saying, hey, if you like that idea, logically, you're correct that if you don't believe in coercion or force and it's being used against you and you're not infringing on somebody else's liberty, we got a problem philosophically. So Donnie Gebert comes out there with a great idea in regards to, yeah, everybody should be their own legislature. Everybody yeah. should have their own legal system. Everybody should figure out through insurance, how to figure all these things out. There's right. not, there's no need to have one coercive monopoly. There should be multiple competing monopolies and, or I guess they wouldn't be monopolies at that point, right? There'd be duopolies or, uh, or different. There would be basically a sphere of organizations offering what previously offered by the monopoly. And then as those market forces work out, I could see it working very well. Basically, I don't want to be a part of the McDonald's one, dude, they're ridiculous. I pay extra for the Arby's, you know, in terms of like what that corporate entity offers for legal services or something like okay. that. So um, that he's on that, he's on that train. So he's one of, again, that's where the same thing, uh, Q, when you were getting into like the burn it down stuff, it's like, you are correct, but that's such a far step from what I talk about that you may be correct, but it's not as fun because I can't take a direct action tomorrow to see that direction that I want to go with that idea. It's hypothetically correct. Not but with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> no, exactly. I and I mean, that's I the same coming. thing. Listen, I'm a, I say I'm that. A, I say that. It's, it look, dude, that's just, you know how many times a week Q's tells me that? Well, no, that, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dreamer. So, I mean, it, it's like I would somebody would say, you couldn't end the Libertarian Party. I'd say, not without an attitude like that, you couldn't. You know, I'm, I'm a dreamer like you, baby. I'm with you. It's all, all right. good. But that goes back. So, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not grasping it all the way and, and that's okay. Help me understand then. So like we'll use education. Can we use education as an example? Right. Yeah, so r- rather, rather than, rather than uh, coercively funding the public education system, we're going to set up, um, you know, some crowdfunded system, right. And, and the schools will be funded through uh, donations voluntarily given by community members of, of, you know, yeah, whatever, me, uh, whatever, let, let, whatever let town USA, those, right. Let me, let, let, let me stop you before you even get there. The okay. system would be 5% voluntarily funded, 95% coercively funded for 10 years. And then the next 10 years, you'd be 10% voluntarily funded. So it's, slowly, it's a, fa- it's a very slow. Okay, we're not ripping the bandaid yeah, off so it's like okay. That's the thing, because people are always like, well, okay, now it's all voluntarily funded. Now what? That would never, Well, because that's where I was going. You saw, you saw the right That would never already. happen. Yeah, yeah you, that would never right happen. Animal. You have to go very slowly and pragmatically. Yeah, you, you saw, so that was the question I was going to ask is, okay, so I don't want to pay a dime for that education for that school, but I'm going to send my kids to it, you know, how, yeah, you know, it's, it's, but it's, if it's already I mean, like 90% funded through taxes and then, then we're still there. Okay. 
Yeah, and that's actually a great discussion, too, because it gets sort of, again, into that free rider discussion, which, which I love to have, because let's say that hypothetically exists, that half, half of the parents don't pay for the school system yeah. that at the same rate they did before. Mm-hmm. So let's say you were at that 100% voluntary funded. Half of the people paid 100% of what they were supposed to pay and 0% paid. So technically, the school is operating on a 50% budget. Yep. Guess what? After a few years, it's You're either going to beast. be, oh, wow. You're going to start yeah, the beast. Either, either, yeah. yeah, either, oh, we didn't need that much money, or, wow, the football team sucks. We need to hire yeah. a coach. Let's get some more money in here, guys. I think, I think going down that road, I could see how, how you, would, you would kill public education and you would, you would provide a real opportunity for uh, private market-based education to pop up and replace it. Because if I'm, if I'm voluntarily going to fund something, I'm going to fund something that reflects my values. You know, it's gonna, exactly. I'm going yeah. to fund something that, that's going to support, you know, I do it now. I send my kids to a private Christian school. Um, they don't go to a public school because, you know, I, I'm very blessed that I can do that. I'm very happy that I'm able to do that. I know not everybody can do that. So I don't want to rub it in anybody's face or nothing like that. It's just that uh, I, I, I no, choose. No, it's a personal choice that yeah. you've made looking the, the at it voluntarily. Now, you're forced to pay for schools and you're still going to go yeah, pay for other I schools. Still, you know, I you're still, going to double pay. I still end up double paying. Correct. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's okay. okay. And, and that, that's sort of my logic is that people are like, well, wouldn't nobody pay for the schools if they didn't have kids or care about it? It's like, everybody tells me how important education is to our future. So let me meet those people who don't want to pay for the public school system. And they're either going to be jerks or they might be principled people like you. And they might say, hey, listen, I'm already paying for a great private school system. And by the way, we have a voucher system in case you might be low income yeah. and you might not be able to afford the whole tuition. So it's like there's going, the market is going to provide all sorts of solutions for all of these well, problems. We're always going to have that scholarships thing- for promising young, young, young uh, academics, people who are, who are smart, come from, from an underprivileged background. They have opportunity. You know, schools are going to want to be able to support that. So they could say, Hey, we sent this guy, this guy ended up doing great things over there and doing other things. And he came from our school on a scholarship or, or, you know, you can have opportunities for that. I mean, market, why not? Yeah, as, as, as dystopian as I am, if you really break it down with me, I mean, I am overall an optimist in human nature. That's the whole reason why I believe that if you voluntarily fund programs that people are going to pay for stuff that doesn't directly benefit them, that, but that does have a good community impact. I firmly believe that. And I know some people tell me I'm wrong about that, but I want to be wrong about that. I don't want to believe the worst in every single person I've ever met. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that, those were the big questions I had. I think you did an adequate job answering them. I like, I like the yeah, idea, at least in I principle, love, love of, of it. phasing it in. I like the idea of phasing it in um, slowly over time. I really like the idea of, of just, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off quickly and watching everybody freak out. But that's just for my own morbid <laughs> entertainment. Um, yeah, I've, I've always know. said that about crowdfunding. Hey, guys, it would be, be the most fun. Yeah. It would be the most fun if we just tore the bandages off and just went loose. But um, realistically, and this is what's so funny is some of the podcasts that I've been on are very idealistic and they have uh, inappropriate words to refer to pragmatism and pragmatism is somewhat of a dirty word in our community because pragmatists necessarily, like I told you, if you want to get elected in a super democratic district, agree with 90% of your opponents on the debate stage and when in office. You know, it's like, that's so dirty to tell somebody who believes there's libertarian purity tests that I don't care what you say. I just want you to get in power and at least make one or two legal changes that would benefit your community. Like 
pragmatism is very dirty. So I'm, I'm interested to hear that you guys are so supportive, or at least you guys haven't really hit me with that idealistic club over the head because no, well, I'll I'm, admit that idealists are correct in, in a philosophical sense. They're absolutely correct. We, so, so Gumbo and I, you, you, if you, you know, you, you've probably heard this, we are not cookie cutter, right? We don't, we don't agree on everything. In fact, uh, we not on the show so much, but we're constantly having conversations <laughs> about the role of government and, and the reality of government and whether or not we're ever going to get to where we need to be. And, and I think Gumbo is probably way more pragmatic than I am. I'm, you know, I've, you've heard me say it a couple of times, burn it to the ground and we'll figure it out from there. Um, that's not, that's not gumbo. Gumbo's, gumbo's I've always, but I always felt like I, yeah. I can, I can coexist with somebody who believes that because yeah. even if, even if they think that I'm wrong overall, they might be able to say, listen, I don't like the guy. I think he's wrong overall, but his step, as much as it pains me to admit it is better than the status quo. Damn it. And I'm yeah. so upset that yeah. pragmatism and incrementalism is the best way to make change in our society. Because if you guys want evidence of the success of idealism, look at the Libertarian Party for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got a point it's not there. very good. Yeah, it's not a good one. So, Republicans um, and Democrats are never idealistic, guys. When no, they get and, power, they do whatever it takes to get their laws passed. Regardless of what they campaigned on, who cares? They, they got they people. Trade, they trade platform uh, policies back and forth like all the time like like i mean which which, which party is the anti-war party right there, now guys? there isn't one right now right i mean it doesn't even exist yeah but you know that was i don't know it, it was yeah yeah we've seen that one that's interesting um but yes there's no anti-war party but anyway so i like what you got i think it's an interesting thing i'm really interested in your whole running for running for uh lp chair and uh, I could, I could, you know, you get some traction. I could get behind that. I think that's a good one. I think that'll be fun to watch. You know, can you just imagine somebody making the case that the, that they need to be the one in charge of the sinking ship, and then I'm like, dude, the ship is sinking, and they're like, yeah, but uh, you know, I'm going to take the ship and save it. And it's like, well, that's the same <clears throat> argument that I'm overall making, but it's a losing argument, and I admit that it's wrong. At some point, you get to you get to where the ship is not salvageable, and then you just scuttle it. You know, <laughs> right. But that, but that's make what a, I'm saying. So the funny, the funny part is the overall point of what I'm saying is that the whole political ship is sinking. So the irony being that I would argue against somebody who says we should save the ship, even though I'm the save the ship guy outside of libertarian party. Right. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of irony in that I'm arguing against my own positions, but I know I'm right in regards to that saving the whole political ship is stupid, but fun. Okay. Saving the libertarian party is not fun and needs to be destroyed. I can yeah. hold those two beliefs simultaneously, even though, as I just pointed out, there might be a logical inconsistency. That's what being a pragmatist is all about. Okay. Okay. Do we, do we have anything else to talk about? What do you think? That's my, th those are, those are my two hot items. Just introducing like your it. listeners to the CFG idea and then just telling you, Hey, if you want more Liberty in your life, then make fun of your local libertarian politician. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that sounds like fun. Um, do you, where, where can we find you? Theodore, where can we, where can we find you? Give me, give me all your plugs. Give me everything you've got. If you, if you like what you heard, uh, the blog crowdfundedgovernment.com is where I have an archive of all my podcast appearances. Like you were saying a little bit of an explanation of what crowdfunding government is. And basically though, I've really taken everything to the mean streets of Twitter as usual at crowdfundedgov. And so I'm there arguing with people that taxes are dumb, which is sort of a dumb argument now because everybody pretty much agrees that taxes are dumb. 
And uh, I'm on there trolling the uh, Libertarian Party, getting blocked by the Mises Caucus. And I'm just having fun at CrowdfundingGov on Twitter. Wouldn't you want the Mises Caucus in your corner, though? Aren't they gaining power inside the party? Yeah, they, they, they want to change the party for the better. Mm. They want it to be more Mises as though and that's going to really be the, the one thing that throws the third party over the edge and finally gets 5% and 15% and debate stage. And they're, they're into that. And it's like, dude, you guys are really good on economics. You're really smart people. You have the right mix in terms of entertaining and correct philo- philosophically. Just drop the whole party thing and become the Mises Institute de- decentralized version of them, except for, po- for politics directly, right? So people who want to support local liberty uh, candidates, each state should have its own like Illinois Mises group or something. And then they yeah. just work to coordinate politicians who are Mises oriented and no libertarian label needed. They're gonna run as, they're gonna run as Democrats in some places and Republicans in others, whichever one's easiest to win. Like I would love to talk to the Mises people, especially some of the famous ones, and tell them I'm on your side, but I need you to scuttle this really dumb idea. Okay. All right. Gumbo, what do we got? We missing anything? Uh, Theodore, last question for me. What's your hobby? Sure. Love to golf. I used to love to drink beer in bars. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I gen- it is one of my genuine hobbies is arguing with people like anybody who knows me knows that I will argue about anything. If I you agree. Yeah. If, if at the end of it, you agree that we're having fun, I will argue any position as devil's advocate and have a blast. As long as it's you know, over. That's you a say, gift. Okay, that's a gift. Fun. You can't be that's dumb to do that. So, so good for you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So then it's like, okay, so if I really enjoy doing this and find things that are worth fighting for and gentlemen, I hope yeah. I did today. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Unshackled Liberty. Now's the time where we have to pay some bills. And, and, and I guess, what do, they, what do they say? Pay some bills, clean up shop. I don't know. What, is, what are you just kind of... Sweepers, sweepers, man, your brooms. <laughs> we just kind of pimp all your stuff, right? So like, yeah. so, like, if you wanted to, if you felt like you wanted to do this and you wanted to help us out financially, uh, we won't say no. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash unshackled liberty where we have a patch club. I think it's $3 a month. And we'll send you our... our uh, send you our morale patch it's like a velcro patch you can put on your stuff it's kind of dope um if you like our if you like our show logo you're gonna like the the uh the patch because that's what it looks like and uh, and then of course you can also support us at anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty that's uh those are the guys that actually put together or distribute the uh the podcast for us but you know what's cool about anchor.com nope nope no wrong one anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty is you can leave a message for us um, I kind of think that's a cool thing. You can go in there, you can leave us a voicemail. You should leave us some voicemail. Yeah. And if it's cool, we'll play it, man. I mean, if you're dropping F-bombs and you're like saying nasty stuff, we're just kind of like, thanks, but no thanks. But man, if it's... We'll if it's, laugh about it, but yeah, it yeah. we can't use it. Yeah, we'll, we'll laugh between the two of us and, and whatnot. <laughs> but we're not going to put it on the show. But man, if you leave us something funny, something stupid something intellectual right i don't know 
yeah. even something uh leave us a message yeah we want to hear we'll, from you we'll, we'll drop where are it. you yeah who, who are, are you? you who are you yeah yeah and then of course um you've heard us do it before and we're, we're going to keep doing it if you guys are musicians and you want to send us an mp3 of some of your original work um you can send it to unshackled.liberty at gmail.com yeah and uh Where's our bass players? Where's our guitars? Where's the keyboards? Yeah. Where's exactly. our flute players? Harps. Where's our? I want a jazz bagpipes. Jazz, jazz flute. Yeah. Piccolo <laughs> even. It doesn't matter. Anything. We we, we want to <laughs> provide a platform for you, creative people, to to express yourself. Yeah, dude. If you guys play a mean ukulele, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So so there's that. So you can send us that email. Uh, we'll play it. Um, so that's it, right? I think anything else we're missing. If you want to follow if you if we want to follow you on Twitter, who 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 do we who do we follow there, Gumbo? I am at Crypto Gumbo on Twitter. And I am at Q underscore abolitionist, and we have a show page at unshackled underscore L. And we're most active on on Twitter, but uh, but you I, I have a little Facebook page that I almost never use, and that's really just to distribute the uh, the the show on Facebook. But if you guys wanted to follow us, we're most active on Twitter. Um, and we'd love we to We also chat. have a Discord, Unshackled Liberty Discord, but uh, we still have to build upon it a little bit more, but it's still there. It's kind of like entry level, guys. You're dealing with, I mean, yeah, we're, we're Gen Xers, but we're kind of on the, kind of on like, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't understand a lot of that stuff, man. <laughs> am I not allowed to say that? Right. I'm just joking, man. All right. So anyway, hey, thanks for your listenership, guys. And uh, we hope to hear from you. Mahalo.